balls. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. Playing it the same way, maybe. Like, cause I think if you if you do waveform oh, dB, yeah, it looks better. That's what we're used to. Also, you just got louder. I feel like. Oh, did I? Maybe. I, um, I think you just might have moved closer to the mic. Oh, I'm that might have been what it was. Yeah. Uh, I want to get a couple of things okay. pulled up here, but okay. Um, you know, maybe like a slate. I'm just gonna pull up the same slate that guy had for another <laughs> podcast. Talk about like last week's news. Yeah, just like the most boring fucking electoral politics bullshit. Um, but just like outdated. We should do like this day in uh, 1980. Yeah, yeah now and this. like the electoral politics report. Mm-hmm. Just about like local races and shit. <laughs> just I'm just gonna. It should be the podcast about every time Justin Trudeau did blackface. Oh my god. I love that he loves uh, it. I mean, you know, say what you will about how appropriate it is to to do that or not, but at least at least he has like a passion for something, and he's and he's good at it, you know. <laughs> I mean, that speaks to how I feel now. You know, it's getting close to the holidays, and I feel like it's about damn time the boys had some fun. I'd say it's been. We deserve it after uh, the election. I mean. <laughs> Saving the country, saving the soul of the nation. I feel like the boys deserve. I don't know to have some fun. Um, yeah. So white men get a few months. Now let's let's not let's not limit ourselves here. Let's, what do you mean? Let's say for the, maybe like what next do you mean decade. By a white man? Oh, okay. I think the next decade. Well, I mean, yeah. Going to be maybe twenty saying, twenty thirty. I'm, we can start talking about some concessions, but I'm saying a few months just. For the for the people out there, but me and you, we know oh, yeah. what, what that means. Yeah. You know, so it's funny. Um, this is uh, ostensibly going to be for the uh, Walk Hill Mystic Family Farms podcast. Um, and I have been thinking a lot kind of about Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, and I was thinking about how it's like a really annoying thing that happens to basically everyone that leaves but they um they do this thing where as soon as you leave in your if you leave with like your if you like intellectualize your way out of it right like if you leave for like thinking reasons not for like hor- right. not for horny reasons um uh-huh. you a lot of times will spend a lot of your time breaking apart every little thing you've been taught by the Jehovah's Witnesses and then like find things that are wrong with it, which is like fine. Like that's like obviously a natural thing to do. But I think it's really funny because I remember seeing a lot of people talking like online when I first left about how like, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses say that uh, we're living in the end, end times because things are so bad, but actually we're living in the best, best time to be alive ever kind of thing, you know, like, uh, right. like crime rates are low, all this stuff. And, and, and you know, you kind of kind of buy into that. But like real Steven Pinker ideology type shit, enlightenment now. Right. And I think it's really funny. There's a lot of that kind of stuff that I think is very tempting for people that have just left when it's just when it's just wrong. Like a lot of what Jehovah's Witnesses, and I think that's what makes them so like uh, um, 
uh, like people gravitate towards them is that like a lot of what they're saying isn't actually wrong. Like talking about how the world fucking sucks is like true. Like it's, right. it's kind of a miserable place to, to live and be and exist and have to like navigate your way through it. And like the fact that it's wrong to celebrate Christmas also true. It's bad. Yeah. It's um, bad to celebrate Christmas. We can all agree on that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I think it's really funny the focus like and it does make total sense to me why somebody who's like just now leaving would like focus on those kinds of things. Yeah, but just the idea that like anybody would join or leave one of these groups because of like what they're saying is true or not or like th- that the, that that like that the religious beliefs aren't like true. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny because it's not that's not why people are in these groups or like would leave or, or join or, or whatever. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, obviously the reason why they're staying are like the, all the emotional kind of like hooks they've got in you. And like the, I mean, it's what yeah. makes it like the, as culty as it is. Right. Um, but it's, it's funny though. Which on, oh, which on one level, like provides um, uh, like community, right. Which does alleviate some of the like alienation. Um, yeah. You, you can't experience. have, I mean, you can't have one without the other. I mean, it wouldn't last unless you had that. Right. Um, but it, it's interesting though, because like, I think when I was first, when I was first, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I will, I will just address it since, it, uh, I, you know, I, Rhea's gone missing. We don't know where she is. Um, <laughs> replaced her with, um, uh, someone, uh, you know, Dean. I don't know. I don't know if "replace" is the right word. I'm still hopeful that she will uh, that she will resurface. But I'd like to to supplement. You know, when 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 the, the you know when the cat's away, the mice will play, and it's it's <laughs> that's true. It's it's time to. And I'm fucking five. <laughs> Just it's one of those like tall tees with SpongeBob on it, but like five. And he's like five. Goes west coast, and it's like. Gangster Fievel. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, Fievel smoking That'd be blunt. a cool shirt. I miss the I miss the like uh, gangster Looney Tunes aesthetic. Yeah, so Looney Tunes Looney Tunes is is interesting. Looney Tunes, I, I don't know. What, like, I mean, we could probably there's probably some sort of like fucking thing written about it, but like Looney Tunes <laughs> became a like white trash sort of uh, brand at some point. Like, well, it wasn't just white trash. I would push back on that. Okay. Because like, because it, it it was it was also I I feel like it was just like a lower class thing. Mm, maybe maybe I just my exposure to it was was white trash. Yeah, I just my exposure to it was not. I don't think it was like like yes it did white trash kids did where they were into that. Uh huh. But it was also like other kids that were not white you know what i mean it wasn't like exclusively a white thing or even like really seeming to because like i feel like the gangster looney tunes thing was like that was like a that was like a, an urban style you know what I mean? <laughs> maybe but it was, and you know what i mean by ur- yeah i mean I'm, I'm i'm joking but like yeah like no i like, get it but I, I feel like you don't yeah. see a whole lot of like tweety burb decals on the back of like anything other than like fucking rusted out f-150s or whatever yeah, you're right, and I think I, I do think that Tweety Bird specifically um, is sort of like a has like big like Betty Boop energy. In oh that God, way. yeah, I, Betty Betty Boop has always been uncomfortable for me. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know Betty Boop to me has always been very 
I don't understand it, and is <clears throat> so it's anachronistically horny. It it is horny, and it's also like that's an old ass cartoon. Like that yeah. was like a black and white cartoon, right? Right. Yeah. And it. I don't know. I, I really don't like Betty. I've, I've had a strong aversion to Betty Boop. I also, I think it's because I like hate the culture of, um, uh, like two years ago, took a road trip and like spent a fair amount of time on Route 66, and like that is such a fucking, like, cursed, like trip to spend any amount of time on because it's so littered with like every like restaurant and gift shop trying to cash in on like getting your kicks on Route 66. Right. And there's so much of that is is Betty Boop. There's like so many Betty Boop style places, either yeah, it, just in vibes or like actually <laughs> with Betty Boop all over the goddamn place. Well, yeah, because it's sort of like rockabilly vibes or something, mm-hmm. right? Like it's 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 a kind yeah. kind of yeah, but like less hot rod. What's the name of that artist that drew the fucking hot rods? Ooh, um, with the, the like rats and the hot rods. No, I mean you're talking about Rat Fink. What's like, that? Rat Fink is like that guitar brand with like the kind of nasty looking rats. No, no, it's it's Ed Big Daddy Roth. Hmm, he sounds cool. Uh, yeah, I'll. Yeah, like he he drew the fucking yeah. Just Google Ed Big Daddy Roth, and this this goes for the listeners at home as well. I I, I sent you the fucking. <laughs> I meant to send you the Google URL, but I just sent you the words Ed, Big Daddy Rod. <laughs> uh, oh, God damn it, oh dude. My I, don't, God. I don't know how many times you sent me the global. <laughs> you sent me the, the Google logo. God Doodle. damn it. I, I know. I love that uh, they're not fucking brave enough to. Yeah, that's Ed. I mean, that's Rat Fink, is like. Right? Rat Fink is a thing. I don't. Dude, you keep. I have to look that up, too. Oh, that's the character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's okay. So you were right. We were both right. Okay. Wow. Well, As is that. often the case. Yeah. Um. See, I I like this a lot more than I like Betty Boop. No, I do too. Because this looks. And I guess it's not gnarly. really as similar as I was thinking. Uh, I mean, there's tourists in general, but like, there were two like German guys that were riding like bikes down, uh, like motorcycles down Route 66 because that was like a thing to do, okay. I guess. But it just sucks. Like, I mean, everything about it sucks. The food sucks. Like, everything is like branded to hell. It's like, yeah, like maybe at one point it was kind of cool because it like kind of ran through the heart of the nation or whatever. But now it's so yeah. like commoditized, it's very annoying. Yeah, well, I mean that's but that's like a you know it, it like has to be right because yeah. that's like the interstate or whatever like the 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 throughways. Um, yeah, for sure. Made that like a uh, a useless route, and so like anything that's left on it is like dying. And so they have to kind of like try to cash in on the tourist stuff because there's no other industry, presumably. Yeah, I mean, if they just would just learn to code, I think that'd be fine, though. If they could like do a Ruby's <laughs> on Rails Udemy course or something and just like do a boot camp. Um, I remember very distinctly having a conversation with like someone I met at work, um, and them talking about like uh, automating, or we were talking about like automation in, in the context of like, uh, like big rigs, like trucking or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just made a point about how, like, what a huge part of the economy that is for like flyover country, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's like a decent paying Um, job that a lot of people can get. I mean, like a well-paying job for a lot of people that, that need it. Yeah. 
and it's also like how shit gets places right <laughs> like extremely important too right yeah um and he was just like he was just, he was unironically uh, like well they'll they'll have to learn to they'll have to learn to code <laughs> they'll have to basically like it doesn't matter like the ec- it, 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 and this is from someone who was like you know i quote unquote like left leaning or whatever this is a democrat right, right? yeah whose attitude is the, the like right the like left party um who's like the entire ideology of it is so contained within the bounds of like neoliberalism that it's it's a, it's it's de facto it's a non the fact that i brought that up was like probably seen to him as like a fox news type thing to talk about right yeah just like if yeah. you talk about jobs it's like you you could be perceived as like uh right wing well i mean it, it's pe- people take it for granted they think that like this shit can't be stopped or regulated or slowed down or or anything they think like oh well it's just the way technology works like it's what do you mean it's just like yep. the 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 advancement of technology and like why would you stop that and then they oftentimes will like not to get back onto the subject but they'll they'll like talk about china a lot and how like china's not going to regulate or or stop they're going to keep going until like we have to remain competitive or whatever but all of that are I mean, if you press anyone on why it can't be regulated, they don't really have an answer for you. Like, it absolutely can be regulated. And, like, those jobs can be preserved. And it's just, yeah, and it's, it's, it's like, really fucked up, too, because most of the people that, like, desperately want that automation, like, are doing it um, because they want, like, self-driving fucking Ubers instead of, like, a train that works well. Or, like, buses that work well and can get you places for, like... I don't know. It's it's in lieu of like public options that make a lot more sense than like these horrible private options for people that can already afford the existing private options. Right. Well, I mean, like that's the thing, right? After the neoliberal turn, is that the the role of the government uh, is basically to like um, uh, a, like uh, accommodate these the markets, right? And yeah. like kind of like uh, have these like bare bones systems in place to allow the markets to like do their magic. Yeah, which is like catastrophic for massive parts of this country that then are scoffed at by people who are like yeah like you said like are quote unquote like left leaning or whatever like democrats liberals yeah. yeah um and that's you know to 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 bring it back to like Jehovah's Witnesses that's a lot of those fucking people because they're like largely uneducated and don't have like a whole lot of like marketability in terms of like their skill set. A lot of them are doing like manual labor or manual adjacent labor. A lot of like blue collar stuff that. Um, it, it's so funny because they just. <laughs> I mean, imagine like being that, and being told to stay politically neutral, which is like a lot of people do because they feel helpless. But it's really funny to be commanded to do that and just like willingly accepting it. Yeah, that's just funny. It, it, to like, but like a lot of people still do have like their like pet politics, right? That they just kind of like keep. Sort of, like, you, you would be surprised at how many Jehovah's Witnesses like believe it fully and like try very very hard to like thought police themselves into not having a political opinion. Yeah. Or or like when the conversation starts getting onto something that can be political, to like be very careful. Like I'm really curious how they're like dealing with the pandemic and talking about like vaccines and shit. Like, yeah, th- things that now, especially like in a in a in a reality where everything is politicized, 
it's got to be very difficult to have any sort of conversation with like anyone that isn't inside of it, which like arguably doesn't happen all that often, but like it's got to be weird for them. Yeah, no, definitely. I would love yeah, to like, I don't, see that. I, I wonder what if they're like, I don't know. I don't even like. Are there ideas of like what's political? Do they have less? Is is everything less political to them because they like don't really engage that way? Yeah, or, like, yeah, maybe. Meaning like things that are like, and it's, yeah, and it's. I feel like it's not like it's kind of an oversimplification to be like, well, these people, these people believe in science. These people don't believe in science because like, science. There's no. It's not just like science presents you with these objective facts. It's like. That's not how it works. Like, there's you have to interpret raw data and draw conclusions, and it's it. You know what I mean? And it's, and also too, it it is like, and this is an argument that a lot of like Jehovah's Witnesses that are freshly left like to like to fall on, which is the like real fucking Nacho Libre. I believe in science, fucking guy. Um, yeah. But it, it and it's really tempting because you were so. Um, you are so dissuaded from like any sort of like scientific pursuits or learning or thinking or even critical thinking when you're in it. And so when you're out, of course you like gravitate towards like trying to rationalize your new life by the fact that you're living in accordance with like scientific thinking or like, I'm just living a secular humanist type of life or whatever. Exactly. And it's like, and and it's funny because I think that like a lot of teenagers or at least like I, I feel like I had like a similar thing just like probably to like a lesser degree just like growing up in like a relatively like conservative area yeah for sure and, and i think it's like th- that's basically all the jobs witnesses are are like any experience like that but just like concentrated and then skewed in a fucking weird kind of way right and so like um but yeah the the, the <laughs> insistence on like loving science uh gets to be really funny because you know you talk about uh Jehovah's Witnesses have a lot of like, ma- like written material about uh, the inaccuracies of like carbon dating, because <laughs> right. like the second you can like carbon date something, you can just like upturn the entire like biblical account uh, right. if you take it literally, and so like they have a lot of sh- like shit on how carbon dating is wildly inaccurate, and it can be really tempting when you first leave to like try to defend that, to defend that carbon dating is like not inaccurate but like the, the fact right. of the matter is it's like wildly inaccurate like of course it is oh yeah it, yeah carbon dating is yeah like, cr- cr- like they're right crazy inaccurate but, and, and the same with like evolutionary evolution um and I, that was like a big thing for me when i left and like mm-hmm. there's so much and it's like it's a pretty obvious fact that it's like the way we came about but there's still a lot of unanswered questions that like are worth your time thinking about if it's something that you were going to believe because like, I guess I guess it's this. It just kind of all folds into. There are like these very obvious cycles I see people who leave have, which is like, just buying in one hundred percent to something else other than the Jehovah's Witnesses, which it can be like, I fucking love science, or like, yeah, it, no, it really like that makes total sense why like the basically like when you're in like a reactionary state to 
like a religious group and you're leaving it to just be like, yeah, secular humanism. Yeah, that's what it is. And like, this, this is it. it, it that's this what it is. is it, this it's, makes sense. You, you are fully reactionary and you just can't get out of that mindset. And it, like, to, it's to be expected. Like, you're, you're not going to. Like, I mean, I mean, you will eventually if you, if you like work at it. Um, but not right away. It's, there's a lot of like unlearning that has to happen or like retraining yourself to like think about the world in different terms, I guess. Yeah. So just how like capitalism is like a necessary intermediary step between like feudalism and communism, uh, being an, I fucking love science guy is a necessary step (laughs) between being uh, a Jehovah's witness and then being like a a normal guy that you could like hang out with. Yeah, for sure. Cause right there at the beginning, you don't want to, I mean, that's a, that's a rough spot to be in. But that's like everybody in like middle school, high school. Yeah, but for Jehovah's Witnesses, it happens around twenty five, twenty six, and that's <laughs> awful. Yeah, that is really bad. Yeah, that's it's because those should be prime like prime years for really digging deep into like I don't know, like various ideologies or like really critically thinking about your own place in the universe and. It's happening. Yeah, you should be questioning assumptions that you made a long time ago whenever you're 25 or 26. Yeah, and so you're doing that, but only in a hyper-specific way, thinking like, <laughs> right. oh, maybe I should let my kid live and not have them die of like rejecting a blood transfusion, instead of like right. sincerely wondering about like the efficacy of the like economic system we're in right now or whatever. Right. Um, or, or like, or the way you think about. The you know place you have in the universe in general, I guess. Um, so yeah, right. it's it's rough. It's rough for 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 us, you know. Yeah. No, but I mean, you. It seems like you got you went through your annoying phase. I feel like pretty quickly. Well, it's because I lived like a double life is the the biggest part for me. So like, yeah, I started pretty early. Right. So just for some context, Nick and I were friends in high school, yeah. and I didn't know he was a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, see, Granted, a- we didn't really hang out outside of school. No, which is a, a big Jehovah's Witness thing. <laughs> right. But We were like math class friends, but we were great math class yeah, friends. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, but no, I definitely – I mean like I think we talked about like smoking weed and shit. Like it was like – Yeah. Yeah. So I mean yeah. I, I was definitely like full on – I thought you were like cool. Yeah, no, I absolutely remember. not. Yeah, I was full on living my double life at that point. And so <laughs> um, I would then go on to get engaged to a, <laughs> a Jehovah's Witness uh-huh. uh, person. We got a heartbreaker over here. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's still that's still if we're like talking about like – uh, regrets in life that is still like a huge regret. Not not only just like the entire courtship and dating and engagement process, but the fact that I just like let it go on for so long. Like I just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't end it myself, and I had to like. I was trying to suicide by cop, which is yeah brave. I don't want to say yeah, it's I mean, not that- brave. It's very brave. <laughs> um, I think suicide by cop is braver than the thing that people do, where they just like try to get someone else to break up with them I mean, that's what i'm talking about though <laughs> i know and i'm saying that it is much less brave <laughs> yeah but i mean it's kind of brave i remember i remember at one point <laughs> getting into a fight with um with her because i hadn't watched there's a, a movie which is actually a podcast i used to do called the prodigal boys but it's like the namesake of that whole thing but there was like a, a jehovah's witness fubu movie that got announced for them uh, and then released called The Prodigal Returns. And uh, is that the movie we watched? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, it was like their first <clears throat> their first big budget one. 
Like right, they closed okay. down streets in New York to like film a car chase or whatever, like wild shit. <laughs> that um, is crazy. But yeah, it uh, it um, the, the movie came out and I didn't watch it, and I ended up at like a a like get together where they're all fucking talking about that movie, and then it comes around to me, like we're all going in a circle talking about what our favorite parts of that fucking movie were, and it gets around to me, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen it. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of like dead air for like a full minute before everyone moved on. And so then the whole... They really like rubbed your nose in it? Well, yeah, because like I was a... I was, you know, like... Uh, you were the treasurer. I was a... Yeah. <laughs> I was the I was the baron of the funds. <laughs> yeah. Um, you controlled the the, coi- the coffers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I... It was a big deal that I hadn't like cared enough to watch this thing. And so we fought like... You couldn't just say you were like too busy? I mean, I think that was the implication, which is like not untrue. I was like in school and like doing all that shit and like, I don't know, whatever. It was. But you had your priorities fucked up. I did have my priorities fucked up. And so I didn't do that. And so then uh, on the drive home, my uh, girlfriend at the time was very upset. And then when we got to her house, she was like super pissed. And she was like, why haven't you watched it? And she's like crying like in her driveway. And I was like... Ah. I didn't want to and like I had this like moment when I thought like okay this is as far as this this can go like I can't do this anymore like yeah obviously I'm not like interested in doing this anymore like whatever and so I was like I just didn't feel like watching it I didn't want to watch it and then she's like tomorrow Sunday have you even studied your watchtower which is the watchtower is a magazine that you like brainwash yourself with every Sunday and I was like no and she's like did you study last week and I was like no she's like I don't know what this means. And I was like, I think you know what it means. <laughs> and then she's, went, she's just like left. She left. She went inside crying. And then I went home thinking like, well, that's that. I guess it's done. And then the next morning she texted me like nothing happened. And it was like all back to normal. And you just ro- you just went with it. I just went with it. And then I proposed to her like a year later. Um, wow. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Like it's. Yeah. I, I could see myself in the same situation. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, it's hard. It's hard for for us guys, you know. I agree. Um, hang on one second. I'm gonna make sure the air doesn't turn back on because I'm worried it's like ruining the the audio. Okay. I haven't heard it so far. Okay, when I turn my air, when I, when I like toggle the air conditioning, it goes from like little little snowflake, which means cold, mm-hmm. and then it goes to like little square with little lines over it, which means hot. And then if you press it one more time, it does both at the same time, which I don't know what that means. Maybe auto? Yeah, and so you would set like a range. I think you set like a lower bound and an upper bound, and then if you mm. have it on that mode, it would like switch on depending on if it got outside of the acceptable range. That's how the ones that I've used okay. that are like that so, work. So it's weird because like my building does, it's like, I don't know what the name for it is, but it's, I don't actually control... Like if it's if it's hot outside, I actually can't turn on like the heater, or if it, or if it's above a certain threshold, and like no one in the building can either. It's like the the building unit won't turn on unless it's under a certain temperature threshold. And then then you can like pipe that heat into your yeah. apartment. Yeah. Is that like a boiler style? I don't know. No. I mean, it's definitely not. It's definitely not a boiler. <laughs> I don't think. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't think that, <laughs> there's like a there's a cauldron of like. It's, it's a, like you a, could live in an old building. You live in Houston. I do. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, it's an older-ish building, but like they can have a boiler. 
don't, <laughs> I don't think there's you know? a boiler. <laughs> so it could be a boiler. Yeah, like, I guess there could be a they boiler. Have, you have to have a guy. You have to have a boiler guy. <laughs> there's a boiler boy? Yeah, a boiler boy. Yeah. He's there like twice a, twice a month. Yeah, he's like the best boy um, in a bunch of movies. Yeah, it's sad. Those Jehovah's Witness movies don't get uh, they don't get credits. Like, there's no there's no direct. I mean, like, there obviously is a director. Like, they're they're movies that got made, but like, they don't. There's no like credited directors, no. like producers. No, you can't like look any of that shit up. Like, because I mean, I would, <laughs> so funny. Cause I would love to see what that guy did before if he like. Because I mean, like a lot of the stuff is like they've obviously had some sort of training for this, because they they yeah. they, they like made a thing, like. Mixed in all the sound, they recorded the video, they directed a thing. Like, don't you, do you think they contracted out? No, they, you know, a good amount of it. I don't think so. I don't think they do. Like, really? No. I mean, the only the only times you hear of like them contracting stuff out is usually legal help, and that's very rare. Like, they usually have because the thing is they don't want anybody in it to like go to law school. They don't want anybody to go to like they don't want anybody to go to college in general. But like, okay. they especially don't yeah. want anybody to go to law school or anything like that. But like they need lawyers because they keep fucking children. Like, so they. Oh yeah. So like they, I mean, just and just for you know, I don't know, writing up documents and like what their cookie policy is on their fucking website. They like need some sort of like right. legal assistance. But I, I remember it was like a very uh, uh, revelatory thing for me to find out that for one of their like child abuse cases in Australia, like five years ago. Um, they just contracted out a bunch of like Catholic lawyers, like they were just like lawyers that had defended <laughs> the Catholic Church, and I thought that was like, honestly, I mean that's what that's what they like not. They sh- I mean, I mean, what are you gonna do? Like that's what they're gonna do, right? That's a that's probably a good legal move. I'm not saying it's a good moral move on their part, but it's a good legal move. No, it's smart. I mean, yeah. you get Dershowitz, right? You get the, <laughs> the Dersh. You get the Dersh. <laughs> you get you get Dershowitz. You get um Kardashian. Cochran. Uh, yeah. And you get Shapiro. You get the OJ Dream Team. Oh my God! Did you ever? Did you ever watch the the, the series with um, uh, the What o- if I did it? If I did it? No, 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 no. I I want That's a book. I want to read that. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, but no, the um, it was like an FX show, and it's it's uh about OJ, and it it's who the fuck plays OJ in that? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna look it up. Maybe it's Rob Big Daddy Ed Big Daddy Roth. FX OJ <laughs> show. Yeah, it's like a show called American Crime: The People versus OJ Simpson, American Crime Story. Um, oh, that was on Netflix. Yeah, John Travolta, Cuba Gooding Jr. plays OJ. <laughs> David Schwimmer plays oh Robert K- Kardashian. Oh my god! It's it's fucking great. It's so goddamn good. I want to watch that now. I I know I haven't seen it. I also still, and I know this is not really related i don't know why it reminded me but i want to watch the michael jordan thing too <laughs> the documentary yeah on e- netflix the like or the espn thing that they ended up putting on netflix yeah i mean i don't know if I, if I give a shit like i guess i i guess i care a little bit i don't know um i i like basketball is the only sport that i like have any interest in and some of the like just like the the historical not like historical but like the the Michael Jordan, his career and stuff. That's like, yeah, like that's interesting to me. And like the other players at the time. And like whenever I was younger, like that era of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely like, 
uh, I knew who Michael Jackson was. Not Michael Jordan. <laughs> I mean, he's sorry. My, it's got a Jehovah's Witness brain, but Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, my, no, I, no, Michael. A lot of people don't know this. Michael Jackson was a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, um, he got in on the like molesting children's tier, um, which is usually you end on that tier, which is crazy. He started on it. Yeah. He. Yeah, celebrities, that, you know... The, that was Ch- Childish Gambino. Was he a JW or was just, that just his character? In- no, he was. He was raised Jehovah's Witness. But he was raised, like, in a weird, like, not as Jehovah's Witness as, like, probably most Jehovah's Witnesses. Interesting. Cause they, was it, that just because of their specific, like, center? What do you, what do you call them again? Meeting hall? No, Yeah, meeting halls. Um, kingdom halls? Kingdom Halls. Uh, no, it sounded to me whenever I hear him talk about being raised Jehovah's Witness, it sounds like his parents just were like not super invested in it. I guess maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, like like maybe because his mom like ran like a foster home or something, or like fostered a bunch of kids, which is like not really a thing you do if you're Jehovah's Witness. Right. Huh. So interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know what what that was about, but. But yeah, he he talks about it some. He was definitely he definitely like knows enough about it. He obviously went to like meetings and shit. But am I crazy, or did his character and community also his, like, his character it? was Joe's witness, or like that was like part of like certain aspects of it? They had his like first birthday celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that was he like it, he like didn't celebrate Christmas in the show. I think was like the R- thing. Right. Um, right. But he's still like going to school and had like friends, so. Not a true Jehovah's Witness. Right, right, right. Well, I think that he was, like, no longer a Jehovah's Witness, right, in the the show? No, I thought thought he was, because he didn't celebrate Christmas. That was, like, a thing. That was, like, a joke. But they celebrated his birthday. Yeah, maybe that was, like, later. Maybe, like, later he did that or something. Maybe so, maybe so. Um, I feel like when Community, like, the first handful of seasons, whenever it was new, mm -hmm. that was very funny. Yeah, no, it it was, it was, um... First of all, gay. Second of all, stupid. Madcap. Yeah, it was, it was goofy. It was goofy in a way that was fun. I uh, I I feel like I might have a hard time going back to it now. And also, there's just so many annoying people on Twitter with like a Joel McHale like on his phone avatar. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I do not know. Uh, I think there's just one guy in particular. I, don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think he kind of sucks. Yeah, the soup guy. Yeah, the soup guy. And then it's funny because like Chevy Chase is in that show. And, like, a lot of people hate Chevy <laughs> Chase. So funny. But, like, he recently came out and said, like, if you're watching SNL now, you're a fucking moron. And that, I mean, he's not wrong. Like He's right. He's 100% like, right. Like, the idea of watching. I, I even heard recently that, like, um, what's his name? John Mulaney had, like, a pretty good monologue or someone else had, like, a monologue that was, like, uh, I don't know. And I just couldn't, I couldn't even bring myself to, like, watch a second of it like i just can't, i can't do it it's it's too painful to watch that show yeah it's unthinkable to me at this point yeah it's 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 i don't know that that uh, like you i mean i i like whenever i want watch the most snl was when like will ferrell was on it Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> I was I was about to fucking nail you on that, dude. I was about to fucking rip your ass, the, dude. Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I want to. I want to see a. Someone needs to make a Photoshop. Oh man. A fucking Will Ferrell. That's so funny. 
Oh man. Um, no, but the is like Will Ferrell wearing that hat, <laughs> the Arby's hat. Yeah, the Arby's hat. <laughs> <laughs> the Mountie hat. Oh god. Um, <laughs> I haven't said his name out loud in probably years. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Um, no, when he was playing the, the he was like Jeopardy, and there was um. Uh, he, he, there was there was one one skit that I remember really liking, which was like he was a cheerleader with three other cheerleaders, and they yeah, all had F U C K on their little outfits, and he was <laughs> right. like on the far right side, so it was U C K F, and he slowly started like working his way over to the left, uh-huh. and then right before it, he got there, it like ended, which I thought was like a funny, like kind of a clever thing. Yeah, that's a good gag. Um, but now it's just the fucking guy from Keenan and Kel, Keenan, yeah, who I don't find funny or entertaining at all. Yeah, and then like it was fun whenever he like kind of came back to me. I guess I don't know if he was actually gone, um, but like be like, oh yeah, Keenan. Yeah, I mean, what's there was he had like a certain period where I was like, oh fun, Keenan, yeah. because of how much I liked like um, Keenan and Kel as a kid. Same. Um, I mean, I I never watched Good Burger, but. I feel like I don't really know what Kel has been doing since that. Oh, Kel, yeah, I feel like someone wrote a story about it in the last few years. Hmm. But, like, um, yeah, I don't know what he's doing either. He's probably traumatized from being molested as a child by Dan Schneider, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I mean, that didn't stop a whole lot of other people. It stopped Amanda Bynes. Uh, she had her own show, though, after a while. Yeah, but then she went, she's crazy now. Up Instagram. Just wanted to say hi to the Walkalistic Family Farms podcast. I really wanted to say I appreciate you guys so much for supporting me. Mm, I don't know if I like the c word. Okay, well I don't care. <laughs> so there's a couple things you should know about me, Nick. One of them is that I'm not freaking PC. Oh man, uh, when I used to when I first started my job, um, we would go to lunch, and the <laughs> my bosses would say like. All right, this is a non-PC hour. <laughs> oh. oh my so god! So it was like no holds barred to like none of those HR sluts in here <laughs> telling us what we can and can't say. The, the funniest part is like the types of jokes that would classify as like falling under the non-PC hour were so fucking tame. Were they just like vaguely horn? They were just like mildly raunchy. Kind of, yeah. That's kind of all it was. Um, wasn't a lot of like racial humor. No, nothing funny. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah no, nothing good. Nothing, nothing funny. Um, but yeah, the non PC hour. And at the time, I didn't take advantage of it because I was still a Joe's Witness. So you know, <laughs> my whole life was. Oh, you could really cut loose now. So no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> non PC hour immediately just screaming, <laughs> screaming, just yelling the N word. <laughs> What you said it was the non-PC hour. This is what it was like yeah. when we could be PC. It was, it was a legally binding agreement we got into. <laughs> we would go to lunch and yell the N-word at each other for an hour. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, not that that reminded me of this, but I had started listening to a lot of the um, Christian Kanye West album. Oh, what, what was that one called? Jesus is King. Um, and you had said you stopped listening after... Uh, I don't know something beautiful, dark fantasy. Uh, 
no well yeah i love my beautiful dark twisted fantasy yeah. um but i um oh jesus oh, was the one that i like i liked a couple songs off but like overall i was like i don't like the new direction and then i kind of checked out i listened uh one time to um fuck what was the one with like the cover with like fuck I don't know. That's not enough information to go off of. Sorry, I just give me give me two seconds here. Uh, yay. Uh, I think I listened to Yay once. I don't I don't know if I know that one. What is that one? It's got the mountains. I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. That's what it says on the front. <laughs> I don't. Know. Which is <laughs> the word I want to use to describe that. I think I'm going to avoid saying, but. It's like it's, uh, it's like in the Joker whenever it does that real close up shot when a, he's like writing in his like little fucking notebook and it's like um, the worst part about having a mental illness is that everyone expects everyone expects you to act like you don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good, that's such a good one. It's so fucking lame. That's such a good like, one. Like I, I I do like that movie, but like there are aspects of it that are so fucking lame. Wait, what movie was it again? Uh, Joker. Oh, that's right. That was from Joker. Yeah. Sorry, I like was I was I was like reading something whenever you said that at first. I for fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. actually I liked Joker too. Yeah, I think Joker. I, granted, I haven't had the desire to watch it again at all. So I've watched it twice. I watched it once, like in theaters, and then I watched it um, with Brooke. Uh, she she didn't. I don't know. She she didn't like it as much as I did. But um, hmm. yeah, there are a couple. Hmm. A couple. Yeah. <laughs> Classic classic yeah typical maybe even um, uh little caesars taste so much better when you ain't got a bitch and you're just nasty <laughs> but yeah it's i'm bipolar what, what is it uh it says I hate, I hate being bipolar it's awesome yeah which is like a child's understanding of bipolar disorder obviously but like well okay so i, I will say this so like i've been listening to a lot of that album and which album jesus is king Okay. And that's right. I love the cover. It looks like a textbook. Yeah. So that's right around the time when he was like dipping into like what people were saying, like, oh, damn, he's gone crazy. And their main reason for saying he's gone crazy is that he like supported Trump, which like, not that I support Trump and anything other than like funniest president or whatever, I guess. But like, I, the idea that like he would stray from the party line of like a celebrity just <laughs> mindlessly endorsing the Democratic Party, I thought was very telling of people like immediately going and jumping and calling him crazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he obviously probably had some fucked up shit. Like he seemed like he was like unbalanced or whatever. But like that to but me, he's always been that way. Yeah, to me it wasn't. It was it was less that and more that like they couldn't imagine why he would like Trump, which like for me, there's like a ton of reasons why someone like Kanye West would like Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, you could just, even the most basic reason was that he was like subversive or countercultural. Yeah. I mean, even more basic than that, it's like he's in a class like, or like a wealth bracket that makes sense. Like his own class interests. Yeah. Yeah. To to support his own personal interests. But yeah, no, like Trump has like kind of a chaotic wild energy that I feel like makes sense for someone like Kanye to like, like about him i don't know yeah um but so that album though plus who else okay how many times did trump say something uh that like no one ever says that was comparable to kanye saying uh george Bush doesn't care about black people oh absolutely yeah totally 
Yeah. That's the same energy. Dragon dragon energy or dragon blood or whatever the fuck they used to say. Tiger's blood. No, Tiger's blood was a Charlie Sheen. It was like dragon yeah. energy or something. Oh, I don't know what that... No. I'm pretty sure. Um, I, th- I think it's a, a Will Ferrell uh, <laughs> quote. <laughs> um, it didn't... Uh, no, I don't... Okay. Um, but no, listen to that album and he was talking a lot about... Um, it, or it made me think, I guess, a lot about like the Christian concept of uh, Christianity in general, but also the Christian concept of like forgiveness, um, which mm-hmm. I think another thing that is interesting about people who've left, maybe left religion in general, but like specifically my obviously um, experience with this, Jehovah's Witnesses, is like fully rejecting religion and like delving deep into like being completely secular, which like. Right. I mean, I did it too, and I think, like, everyone kind of does it. And not to say that I'm not, like, I'm not religious now, but the looking down your nose at people who have found something in religion, whether it be, like, genuine belief or or whatever else, to me has, like, really started to rub me the wrong way, like, in the last yeah. couple of years, I guess, maybe maybe yeah, year definitely. specifically. Um and I, and I think a lot about Christianity because it's the one that I have like the most experience with. And the more I think about Christianity in general, the more I think like about the concept of forgiveness. And I think like, I don't know, there's, there's something like really poignant about it, about, I mean, spe- spe- specifically the gospels, I guess, but mm-hmm. the idea of not only forgiving because it's the right thing to do, but forgiving then allows you to also be in a place to be forgiven by the same people that you are possibly forgiving now. And it's just, I think a lot of like the ideas in Christianity are very cyclical like that, which mm-hmm. are like, it just makes sense to do because it is helpful to you. But then the reality of it is that you're helping other people as well. And I think that the complete rejection of religion when you, you know, maybe don't identify with it, as a reality anymore, I think can lead you down a weird path of forgetting that there's a lot of it that is rooted in like pretty helpful, like selfless acts that are good for like you and your community. Right. No, totally. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like the, uh, I mean like what, you know, we're seeing like what effect secularization has on society. Um, but even just like, yeah, on the individual level, like someone can just really, like go down this really like i don't even know the right word for it like extremely like individualist path yeah um just like kind of in the name of rationalism or whatever yeah i mean i i mean it's not it's not the point of the book but like um richard dawkins has like a book called like the selfish gene and like talking about how like um evolution is like a self-preserving mechanism right like the idea of like preserving your own genes going forward and i think it's very easy to fall into thinking that way like i mean yeah it leads to like a a very in my opinion like kind of disgusting worldview of like very selfish very self-preserving um which like an aspect of that is necessary for sure but i do think the complete rejection of religion um has led to 
I mean, just, I mean, in, in with a lot of other, other variables as well, but has led to a lot of like the collapse of communities. Um, yeah. Or it's at least no, contributed absolutely. to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it definitely has. Um, I don't know. You, man, you need to read culture of narcissism because this is like, if I was smarter, uh-huh. I could like relate that to what we're talking about right now. But, uh, and like connect the threads, but instead I have to just tell you that you should also read it. Um, but yeah, like, um, he talks about, um, how, right. Like, so part of like, sort of like the narcissistic personality type or like the narcissistic traits that are like pretty common in like the, the psyche of like, uh, Americans or whatever uh-huh. is that like, you're seeking, like constantly seeking, like these positive experiences or like, or not even necessarily pleasure, but like validation pretty much. But, um, he makes the point that like really the only way that we know that you can achieve some kind of like fulfillment in life or whatever is like to serve others. Yeah. I mean, uh, not, not to link it back to Christianity, but there's more, there's more, uh, joy in giving than there is in receiving. Right. Like that. And that, yeah. Right. That's like how, you know, there has to be like, in order for you to like live like an actually fulfilling life, like you ha- you can't live in a purely self-interested way. And I do think it's also worth making the distinction between like self-preservation and like uh, the idea of like posterity. For right? for sure, yeah. Because I think that one one is like the narcissistic way, and it's like it leads you to like transhumanism and stuff like that, right? Where you're like trying to extend the life uh, and trying to like uh, avoid death, like the fear of death. Um, Whereas, like, posterity gives you sort of existential relief, right, from, like, the uh, the the fear of death in that, yeah. like, you know that there were people that came before you and there's going to be people after you. Like, specifically in, like, the, you, like, your family or whatever. And that also doesn't really mean – that's like, it's part of, like, community. Like, not really being a thing anymore is, like, the uh, – not that like the nuclear family is like the be all end all or like it's completely necessary for everyone to live in a nuclear family, but like it gave us something. Yeah, and and I think that I mean like for sure. I, I think there is a a tendency, and this is not exclusive to Jehovah's Witnesses. This is like, and, and who knows? I, I I'm too narrow focused, or, or you know, narrow in my focus to like know if this was um, the case before. But it seems like we are now in a cultural moment where the in vogue thing to do is just like pick apart everything that is normal now, or like has been a quote unquote normal, I guess things that have come before it and have worked. So like to pick apart monogamy or to pick apart like the nuclear family to pick apart all that stuff when it's like those, there, there are very valid critiques for probably all of those things. And like, there are spaces for that, but you have a lot of like wildly overeducated underemployed people that, are now yep. spending their time like writing articles for you know random blogs talking about or, or mostly just Twitter right like talking about right. the dangers of monogamy and how it's bad and and how the th- everything that's come before the most current things right now are bad and how they need to be abandoned when in reality like there are criticisms of them but like there is probably a reason why a lot of that shit has worked for as long as it has. Um, right, and and not and not to mention that these are usually people who identify as like left or at least center left, right? And yeah, and and they the people they like I don't know if they like I think at some level some people realize it, but I think largely people don't really understand why. But like uh, all those things only help 
the capital in that like neoliberalism is greatly like aided by the idea that like oh well you have to if you want to do anything you have to move like you can't stay in a community you can't stay in flyover country you have to move to where there's jobs um, and you have to basically like, fight like this like survivalist mindset. Well, I mean, that, like, so to to bring up like, so I haven't read Culture of Nationalism, but I've read a little bit of um, Revolt of the Elites, which I know you've also read. Um, yeah, but for, the, he, for the lash heads out there, yeah. I'm on a big lash <laughs> kick right now. But he he talks about how uh, capitalists or like extremely wealthy people in America historically were very involved locally. Or a lot of their money was tied up locally, and there was some like moral impetus to not not through like direct re- redistribution of wealth, but like to redistribute their wealth in ways throughout the community by like donating buildings or or whatever the fuck else. But now you're seeing yeah. more and more wealthy people like completely rejecting that, like moving out of the cities that need it the most and moving to the cities that don't need it the most. And now they're just like fully untied to uh, the country in, in which they've generated their wealth because their wealth isn't generated there. Their wealth is generated like internationally. And so they right. have like a very international global mindset, which like it's funny to right. even criticize that because saying those words, I can immediately see the 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 the, the, the like pushback on arguing against something like globalism because of it's right. seen now or it's such it's it's colored now as such a right wing talking point when in reality yeah. it's like those are the things that have ruined so many people in this country's lives and like we were talking about earlier like truck drivers people that aren't like in a position to or have the privilege to get a education that allows them to not have a job like that yeah i mean and and like the only defense we have left against sort of like global neoliberalism is the nation state uh, and I think like the idea that uh, the nation states like the worst thing in the world um, is another one of those like critiques that just goes to like actually serving capital. Well, do, do, you, um, do you remember when when uh, I think it was I think it was I mean, it's, it's happened obviously for both election cycles, but I think it was this one um, when it was. Well, so I sorry, I just wanted to make one okay, more point yeah, yeah, no, about no, what no, you were yeah, talking no, no, about yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, is the idea like. Right, there used to be like the the people, the families that like had all the wealth, the, like upper class. They had a sense of like duty and responsibility. Right, the elites had a sense of duty and responsibility to like build hospitals and libraries and that kind of thing. Um, and part of it was for like status or whatever. Right. Yeah. This is this is like I'm like I'm like indirectly quoting Lash, sure. but like part of it is um, like a sense of like moral obligation and and. I think the reason you see that change is because, well, obviously there's like the neoliberal turn. I'm going to say neoliberal a lot this episode, <laughs> um, but right, sort of the dividing line between like like Fordist and then like post-Fordist capitalism. Sure. Um, and so what we have now is like that right that like critique that like oh you know like the system isn't fair. Mm-hmm. So you so then we get these reforms in place and now people say like okay now the system is fair, and so now if I'm at the top if I'm an elite I'm an elite because I deserve to be. Um, and so I don't have these obligations to like help other people or whatever. Whereas before that, you know, <laughs> there wasn't the idea like of uh, that you like came up in a meritocracy, right? Like you, it was, it was narcissism. You had to work, you, you, or not narcissism. It was um, nepotism, right? Like you were you were born into your your wealth. Yeah, 
and and some people ran things and some people worked at things or whatever right but like the people that the elites they had a sense of there was like an implied um sense of responsibility and and that's that's the thing is like the, the breakdown of like any kind of like civic uh responsibility yeah um, and not, that's not to say like like that for like every like for the each individual there's no like people are just like selfish now or whatever which is like partially true but it's a critique of like uh the elite specifically for sure and i think it, I mean, it doesn't like a lot of it is i think the the perversion of the way we view wealth in this country too like not, yeah. not that that's anything super new but the there used to be i don't know who i was talking to recently but like if you would think about celebrity gossip it used to have like kind of defined edges where you would think like oh the e channel is like where i would watch if i want to like learn about who will ferrell will ferrell is fucking right like ferrell um uh or i would pick up people magazine to learn like yeah you know whatever about whatever celebrity but like that 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 border is no longer distinctly defined like now celebrity gossip is like everybody everybody just knows what what every fucking celebrity is doing like you're following them on instagram you're like reposting right. their bullshit stories or whatever it's like a thing you're just doing you're ingratiated in this culture of like and i think chrissy teigen is like a perfect example of that where she's just like engaging oh, with people on twitter and like answering things as if she's a real person and it's like no you you're not a real person like you don't have real yeah. people problems yeah. I, I mean a perfect one was like Oh man, I keep having to buy my mom AirPods every week because she keeps losing them. LOL, my life's so wacky. And it's like, yeah, people don't have that kind of supposed one. People, most people can't afford to buy one pair. Like most people. It's, it, I love whenever she like accidentally lets the mask drop a little bit. Yeah. Or like whenever she was like, oh, I got my like personal nurse to like wear this Halloween costume or like whatever. <laughs> yeah. That one. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah, she sucks so much. I remember there was this one tweet I saw. I don't remember who did it, but uh, he was like, damn. Uh, Chris Teigen's supposed to be a model. What's she modeling? Anaphylactic shell. <laughs> <laughs> modeling a shellfish allergy. <laughs> uh, I fucking hate her. God, she sucks so God, fucking much. God, she's the worst. Her, I, mean, I mean, she she is perfect that she's with John Legend. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, just like a soup brained, just idiot dingus. morons. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know, but I, I think I think it's it speaks to a perversion that. I mean, the West in general, like Western culture has with the, um, just the idolization of celebrity and wealth. And that's not by accident. That's like either unseen hand type shit or like market forces can like actively acting on that to, to market those things because that's how those people retain their wealth now is by like the Kardashians all have their own individual like makeup brands or whatever the fuck. Like they're, they're selling things. Right. Yeah. And like, but I, yeah, I mean, I think that, that the, these like celebrity obsession, um, is, that's another like symptom, right. Of this sort of like narcissistic culture. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cause you want to be we, that. You imagine yourself yeah, as that. Right. You see, yeah, it's, it's, it's like everything. It's just like a mirror, a mirror, like reflecting yourself back at you. Right. That's what you want out of these. And, and it, it, it becomes so clear too, whenever you see like what with like cancel culture, like how it's like the people that are the, they're the biggest fans of someone and they're just like searching. Oh yeah. They want to be the one yeah. to like, to like post the, the, the cancellation so bad. Well, I think, it, I mean, I think it speaks um, to, and it's another like, 
a, a nightmarish symptom of like the the decline of or like you know the death of like the Western civilization or whatever is is if you look at like it, if you read any any fiction from from the West, all of it has like the exact same like story arc. It all has like rising a beginning, rising action, a dramatic climax, and then falling action, and then like it ends. But like other cultures don't really have that. Like we all imagine ourselves as like the main character of some like movie now, like waiting for our redemption or waiting for something to happen to us or like waiting for our big moment. When in reality, right. we're like we're all fucking NPCs. Like we're all like nothing. We're all like just kind of coexisting on equal footing for everyone else. And right. there isn't the roles we the roles we play are only significant in the context of like. Uh, smaller, like like smaller, closer knit groups of people. Yeah, exactly. Like, none, none of us are the fucking main character. Like it's not that's not how this works. And I think it, like, it's not an original thought, but like I think it, it attributes to like a lot of the weird crime and like crazy shit we see in this country is because we all think in those terms. We think of them in like these grand narratives or like, um, you know, being the main character in some sort of movie or or pulp novel or something. And I think it's. I think it is a perversion. I think it's a perversion of of a healthy way to think about your place in the world. Um and yeah. I I don't know what the like what the cure to that is. I don't know if there is one. I think it's like too ingrained. Like not to be like super defeatist or whatever, but like I I think personally you can overcome it, but I don't know how you how you fight back against something with so much momentum um in terms of like uh, you know, I'll say it now, like a neoliberal, like capitalist system that is full steam ahead on enforcing those ideas because they're they're what the market wants. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that's. I mean, you have to choose between, I guess, basically accelerationism or something, uh, some sort of like political system that would try to like alleviate these problems. Right. It's so funny too because um, <laughs> like. The accelerationist choice in terms of U.S. politics would have been voting for Trump, like, largely, yeah. right? But yeah. it's really funny to think about, like, maybe Biden being the accelerationist choice in terms of, like, which is, I mean, it's counterintuitive. Yeah, it's, maybe. I could see it. It's counterintuitive because Biden is much more, like, the odds are more that he will be a pacifier for, like, a lot of, like, social issues. He'll be the one where you can say, like, oh, things are back to normal now. We have, like, a, we've got a fucking heckin' doggo in the White House. Like, it's... Um, it's going to be a okay now. Um, yeah, but you can make the argument. I think that like, uh, that the sort of like Trumpian candidate that's going to run in 2024, um, against, well, I don't, I, don't, I guess Biden's probably not going to run for a second term, right? He said he's not um, going to, but who knows? The Republican is going to be, if, if they do, if, if, if the candidate is someone who is more of like a, I say Trumpian sort of like half sarcastically because I hate that term, but like, it does describe a specific idea that we're talking about here, right? We're like the like faux populist right wing candidate, mm-hmm. the like Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, what I would love uh, to happen is Trump transitions and then he runs again yeah. in 2024 and we have the first woman president as, <laughs> as, <laughs> as Donna Trump. I, I honestly think that that's, that's the, like, I don't know if it's going to be 2024 or what, but there's going to be like uh, someone who has like some oppressed identity 
who can, is Candace like Owens saying saying the same yeah saying the same things that Trump was saying basically yeah no, I mean it's 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 a matter of time because like and that's the thing about like once again it sounds like such a right wing talking point or like a reactionary talking point but that's like by design um, that like talking about cancel culture but like it's yeah. so funny the people who are the most prominent uh, uh, like acolytes of cancel culture are the ones like going out and doing it like it's so funny to think that like this this will turn back on you almost certainly like the 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 morals <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're espousing are not based in any sort of like objectivity they are like purely goalposts that are constantly moving and that's not to yeah. say like you shouldn't have any standards for like who you follow but it's to say like digging back somebody's tweets from like 2008 like things have progressed and so, like, if you're going back and, like, trying to, like, crucify somebody based on things, like, back then, it it really doesn't serve you anything. It's 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 a purely, you know, narcissistic thing to do. But, yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time before, like, the right um, tries well, to capitalize on... Well, you have to, you have to create on... some sort of artificial scarcity for clout, right? For Otherwise... sure. Right, exactly. But, like, the, you know. the right is going to, is going to, like... The, the left can, or the quote unquote left can only hold yeah. on to the concept or the the social capital of wokeness for so long like the right will grab some of that at some point so someone like a Candace Owens or someone with an even like a more uh, minority status will absolutely leverage that and then what are you and then, and then what are you gonna lev- what are you gonna levy at them like you won't be able to do anything right well I think that what you see ha- well, like in these situations is like I think that I think that some people won't abandon that like sort of framework, but I think that plenty of people will like establishment Mm -hmm. Democrats. I don't know. I I feel like they like, there was all kinds of stuff about like Melania and like, I, I don't know. I feel like they, what what, what do you mean? What kind of stuff about her? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how much of it. That's the, that's the problem is of like, uh, viewing these kinds of like, uh, events, popular events through the lens of like Twitter or whatever, because right. you get such a specific view. But like, uh, and it's often not real life. But like, for sure, I just but like just people like Democrats being like, oh, what a he's got a dumb slut first lady. We're gonna have the first whore first lady. Super pearl clutching, like yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I thought the same thing because they were like, she did like topless model photo shoots and like. Democrats right. who are like super pro sex worker would be like, "Wow, what a fucking whore in the White House!" Like, yeah, or they'll just be like, "Oh, or, or, or not maybe not worse than that, but like just as bad as being like, oh, well, look how hypocritical they are.'" Right. Because they say that you know, like they're like conservative, like culturally conservative, but look, she's got her tits out, and it's like, yeah, they don't, no one cares. Yeah, no, for sure, and and that's it's like it's it's indefensible because like you're like promoting that the idea is like you're not supposed to care right um but yeah it's it's it doesn't make any sense no it, it and it's super frustrating and it's like not but that's that's just a product of, t- of people treating like politics as like a, a basically like a team sport for like sure who, which team which team are you on and, and that's why i i do think that and, and this is like Jehovah's witnesses do this but i think it's a a largely um misstep of people that have like chosen secularism secularism as the way forward which is like myself included like i'm not 
I don't ever really see myself as being like actually religious. I just am now more sympathetic towards the ideas. And like, I think that there are a lot of like good ideas in that, but I think, I think when you, when you leave something as foundational to humans as religion has been, you, you leave that with a void that will then need to be filled by something. And like, disgustingly people try to fill it with like fucking politics which is awful because yeah. it's like it, you're a pawn like you have no real say in this like yeah. so you're, you're wrapping i mean i guess similarly similarly to like some aspects of religion you are doing the same things right over again where you are thrusting yourself and getting fully committed to a system in which y- you're you're you don't have much say in the matter I you're, guess. Just, you're exchanging one dogma for another yeah yeah exactly and people can do it with science too. I mean, I mean, yeah. As much as I fucking love science, you absolutely can do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, you know me. You know I love science. <laughs> um, but okay, so we're 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 kind of nearing the end here. But I kind of wanted to yeah. uh, talk a little bit about an idea I had, and I um, maybe would welcome welcome feedback from from some. Uh, <laughs> oh, you might welcome feedback. I will welcome feedback. I'm oh, okay. I'm brave enough to How say. How kind that. of you? Yeah. Wow. Uh, from some Jehovah's Witness listeners, I'm thinking about with uh, Dean here um, doing a speed run of becoming a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, I want to, um, and this may be a mistake to publicly say it, but whatever. I want to um, basically request a Bible study for the two of us separately. And then each of us, and I will coach Dean a little bit on what to say. I want to see how fast we can move through the ranks. Obviously, with COVID, it makes it easier because it's all through Zoom or whatever. Um, I want to see how fast I can get through the first two books, which I think are still Bible teach book and keep yourself in God's love. Um, I think it'd be really interesting to see, uh, you know, like a little, like a, a race maybe how fast we can get through it. Um, and I think it could be interesting to, to kind of document that process and, and kind of pick apart, um, you know, what a Bible study looks like. I think that could be an interesting thing. So if anybody has any, um, you know, advice on how to do that, uh, or if that's crazy, I think, I think, you know, I'm pretty notorious locally, um, in, in like any sort of like congregation here where I live. But I think if I, you know, set my sights a little bit further out. I don't think I'd have a problem because they don't ask for like names or anything or like IDs. But if somebody has any evidence or information to the contrary, I want them to let me know that please. Cause I don't actually know. Yeah. I think I could just do it under a false name and like you could absolutely do it under a false name. Like they don't ever ask you for like an ID or anything. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. So like I could just do it as someone else, but um, yeah. Anyways, that's an idea uh, I, I've had. Um, should we, should we, uh, should we, I mean, we haven't really done anything else yet of note. Oh yeah. I don't think we necessarily have anything to plug yet. No, but we should. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll do this again. Um, I, I, I enjoy doing this. I think it's like a fun, it's a fun springboard yeah. for a conversation. It is fun. It is fun. And I think it'll be like, we always, I mean, I think like what happens is like whenever we like start recording us something again, we get like kind of navel gazy in yes. like the first episode, yeah. but I think that like we just have to get that out of our system. Yeah, um, but this this this. I mean, I don't know. This this seem. I think this one's good. We there's like basically no dead air in this whole episode. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, well, well, that's what happens when you get two two guys together that like two alpha males if, if, in the same room. If you just let constantly, there's so much friction. If you just let dudes rock the way they were designed by God to rock, I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. Let, let me let me let me leave you guys with this little little riddle here. Um, it wasn't in God's plan to have women there in the garden at all. It was only after God saw that Adam was lonely. So if Adam had been less of a little fucking bitch and had been fine, it would Adam been, ruined it for fucking all of it us. It would have been man. dudes rocking th- through eternity, just like Grecian, uh, like soldiers, you know, oiling themselves. We would up be super. fucking each other's thighs while we were doing this, <laughs> and it would have been just watching another take a shit, like face to face, sitting at a toilet, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just cool guy stuff, normal cool guy stuff that Adam, Adam, just being a beta, like couldn't fucking deal with being alone in a garden with like lions. Like he was too intimidated by lions. Like he's, I don't know, not not yeah. a real man. Yeah, Adam got cucked by the snake anyway. He's a beta. <laughs> we don't fuck with Adam on this podcast. <laughs> Adam was a soy boy. <laughs> he, he saw the the tree of knowledge and did the soy face. <laughs> <laughs> he had a Reddit moment. <laughs> he just like tried to bite into the fucking Funko Pop hanging from the tree of knowledge. <laughs> Dude, did you see that the fucking I don't know meme thing where it's like a someone was talking about losing their virginity and like looking over at their Iron Man Funko Pop to like implant it on the memory no. to Are make you, sure is it, that like, real? Imprinted? That seems I, like I mean, almost bait, but I mean, like, that's not that. No, I mean, I assume anything on Reddit is fake. Yeah, like re- any like relationships post or anything like that. I assume it's all fake. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I saw. I, I guess I didn't see that. I saw the uh, uh, maybe a proliferation of that meme, which was like Patrick Bateman uh, fucking those girls in American Psycho and like yeah. flexing, and then looking over, and it was like a Instead line of, the of Funko mirrors. Pops. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, pretty good. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, I guess thanks for, uh, I guess thanks for, for, for being on this Jehovah's Witness podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to, I'd love to come back if you'll have me. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I guess that's it. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Succulent.